Hey everyone, what's up? It's ARW Ron. We are here with MB Gordy. How's it going? Hello, Amanda. How are you? I'm great. And yourself? I'm most excellent. I see you were at uh, Coachella. Oh my God. It was so awesome. Were you there? No, no. <laughs> I can't stand I can't stand that big of a crowd, although it would have been cool, but I heard Franco. <laughs> yeah, he sucked. He, I'm a big fan of his, and I was so disappointed. It was so crazy that he just totally flopped. I mean, who would have expected that? I mean, I expected him not to come out, though. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't That's have bothered. Usual, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. And I could see you performing at Coachella, though, since you work with such big artists. Like, I could totally see you being like, I'm not going to go to Coachella. I'm going to do... I'm going to do the performance at Coachella. Yeah, I'm going to play, right? <laughs> right. right. I, oh, my God. I would die to play at Coachella. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, my God. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, but it was amazing. What did you do this weekend? Um, I actually played Batman Live Saturday night at the uh, Dolby Theater. Oh, my God. Wait, that's so awesome. Oh, right next to my old place. I live in Malibu now, but I live right on McCadden, right by Dolby. Oh, yeah. Sure. It was definitely yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll bet living in Hollywood it probably has its ups and downs, I'm sure. It had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. So that's why I had to get out of there because it was just way too crazy and way too much stress living there for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How was the Batman show? Like, you do so many cool gigs. I definitely want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, well, this was, uh, you know, live orchestra to picture <clears throat> and to, to the newest Batman, which is the score by Michael Giacchino, which is an amazing score. It's really oh, wonderful. Yeah. And I haven't actually, because we're playing, I can't actually see the movie and I haven't seen that movie yet, but the music perfectly captures the mood of what I understand this new bat, the newest Batman is supposed to be, which kind of paints, you know, Batman as a fairly dark character. And uh, the music definitely captures that for sure. I think it really <clears throat> did. I thought Robert Pattinson did a great job. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, like I said, now I have to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I play know. all these things. Oh my I don't god! See it. For yeah, real, like I, though, it was. It's it's like that movie's so good, and it was really just the perfect encapsulation of all the Batman's previously. Um, I went to USC film school, so we studied a lot of Batman stuff. Um, oh. especially in our business oh. classes because it's just such a big franchise, you know, and that's how they make a lot of the money is like capitalizing upon the old, the old, and bringing in the new. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's great over. that you do so much, so much stuff with drums. And what else do you do? I know you do a lot of percussion. Well, um, yeah, that was uh, on that gig. I I was playing drum set and percussion. And um, for wow. example, I I just worked on. Uh, we had three different days over the last couple of weeks of um, uh, for the new Transformers Seven movie, which comes out in. Oh my god! I'm so and. Sorry. So I was principal percussion on that. And so that was a ton of, that was all percussion. That was all like my Tycos and, you know, all big epic, you know, sounding drums and percussion stuff. So uh, that's what we did for three days of, for that. And um, oh. yeah, that's going to be, that's a great score by my this fr friend of mine. Uh, his name's John Jack Bontemps. He just goes by JB. He's a composer on it. And uh, he did a killing job. Great team of people. It was that was really really a wonderful gig. So you know, so, yeah, it's awesome. a huge variety of stuff that I do. And then you know, my band Opium Moon that I have, uh, we won a Grammy back in 2019, Woo! and we're nominated again in 2022. We didn't win, but that's okay. Uh, we're working on a new record, so uh, and hopefully we'll have it out by September, so we can get uh, you know get it in for a Grammy nod. So we'll see. Yeah, just being nominated is a huge honor, and, and it's so cool to see you be able to do that with your band, and 
I really do like Opium Moon. I remember I met all of your people at that event from Kit. He's actually been oh. my show. He's he's a great guy. He's a really cool mentor of mine. And I was just blessed he invited me to the event. He wanted to include me because I just became a member this year of the Academy. So oh, it's okay. really great. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really awesome. yeah. Kit is wonderful. Uh, we I, I just saw him. He was in town for NAMM last week. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, um, this new uh, buddy of ours, uh, you know, he might be uh, newer to me than he is to, to Kit, but because uh, they might have known each other for a minute. But this guy, Matt B., who you met, you, you were at that event, right? Dude, he's been on my podcast, too. He's my friend. Yeah. So I just played all the drums and percussion on um, on Matt's new record, and it is seriously awesome. It's going to be, it's going to blow some minds. It's, it's really a freaking great record. It's just so, and Kit, you know, is involved in it and he's got a whole team of people on it. You know, it's just amazing. Like all these people that we meet, you know, at the, at this, in this kind of new world now of our, I'll say of ours, because you just joined Naris. Um, um, And it's new to me because, you know, the world that I generally travel in, is studio work and the touring work that I've done when I, I played with the Doobie Brothers, I did Game of Thrones live, I did, you know, I played Rita Coolidge's band for five years, I did um, Josh Groban for a year back in 2019. Wow. So, um, but that, so, and then, but, you know, in town and with my studio, it's it's mostly studio work and, and whatever, li- like this Batman live thing, you know, whatever, that kind of work that I do in town. But <clears throat> having been in this, in the, in Opium Moon now, and you know won a grammy and got a nomination and starting to travel in those circles it's meeting all these new people who are um really wonderful man i mean it's just awesome this whole new group of people that i you know were are new to me you know because like i said this is a this is a whole new uh sort of um another side of the industry that that you know a lot of people don't get to experience or see and it's really wonderful it's wonderful people and it's just I'm, I'm loving it man it's it's great and so anyway because of that you know I, I got to my friend Star Parodi and and her husband Jeff Fair you know worked on Kit's record and they pulled me in to play all the percussion on Kit's record this is the one that won a Grammy this year <clears throat> so that and then my friends in White Sun I played on their new record and uh, you know they've won the best new age Grammy um, this year uh, and they won it actually they won another Grammy the year, I think the year or two before Opium Moon won the New Age Grammy. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, so it's just, it's this new group of people and it's just really wonderful. And, you know, and it's, 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 you know, uh, my friend Sangeeta Kaur, you know, Sangeeta. Um, oh, yeah. She, she's working on a new record, which I'm going to be playing on uh, in a couple of weeks, actually. So, and then she's got some, she's got a record release. Uh, show that we're going to do in Austin in July and then sh- and then here somewhere I don't know where yet um, in in just after that like I think it's July 17th or something like that so so awesome. so so again you know it's all these and I you know I got to meet you and so it's just this it's just this really cool new um, experience for me you know yes. because you know I've, I've been involved in a whole nother side of the music world so it's really cool and like the fact that like you know some of these people like Matt B have those big budgets because he works with like you know all these different people and he works with um people like Greg and all of those people who just really help push and he yeah. focus on that and hire on people like you we actually you should listen to his episode on my last season on uh, AW Raw he did a great episode and he he really is like focused on 
bringing the African culture to America, which I think is so cool. And I think that's yeah. really progressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, he, he is, he, his whole, I mean, it, the whole experience working with him was amazing. And, you know, his wife is sort of co-producer, I guess, or not. Sort I love of, Angela. Yeah, Angela's wonderful. And their kids came, you know, to all the sessions. And they're just an amazing family. My wife fell in love with his kids. We're like the new adopted, like, grandparents. <laughs> you know, oh, my kids. God. It's, it, you know, it's, it's really funny. It's just, just, it's just, it's just, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a whole new world now. And, um, and it's, it's neat. It's really interesting. I'm having a wonderful time, you know, playing a lot of great music. And uh, so, cool. so, hey, by the way, a little push tonight. Um, for any of your folks, uh, I'm playing with the, this buddy of mine, George Kahn. He's a pianist and he's a great arranger and, um, and, and composer in his own right. Um, and he's got this group called, this particular group is called, called the, the Jazz Blues Review with these three amazing singers. And if you're free and your, fr- and your, and your followers are free, please come to Vibrato tonight. It's up at the top of uh, Beverly Glen, or those of you who are in L.A. anyway, top of <laughs> Beverly Beverly Glen and um, Mulholland. That's it. But that shopping center up there. Oh, awesome. And um, and uh, we have two shows, seven thirty and nine. And man, this this band, these girls, these singers are gonna blow your mind. It's uh, three singers. It's Courtney Lemon, Gina Saputo, and Crystal Star, and they're amazing. They're just amazing. Very cool. And so, I think it's so awesome. You have so many gigs going on always. Like it's so hard as a musician, especially like. For me, I make most of my income off of being a Playboy bunny and off of being a social media manager. So music for me is more like my passion and my hobby. And uh-huh. like for me, it's like I spend so much money just living in Malibu, saving to get a house, you know, um, spending it on like my upcoming wedding and everything. So it's like there's so much going on. And I'm just like grateful to even be a part of this community. But I, I'm always wowed when people are able to have those big budgets and spend so much on a on a whole team. Like, what does it feel like to be like on the receiving end of that, I guess? Because you're, you're always like being hired. Like, is it? Is it a big industry? Do you make a lot from being able to like network and do these shows and do these gigs? Because it seems um, like productive. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, for anybody who's not familiar with it, uh, you know, it, it's making a living as a freelance musician. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's I, I won't say it's easy. That's there's no <laughs> doubt about that. But um, yeah. I've been doing this my whole life now and, and, and for a very long time. And it's like everything else. See, you guys, you know, and probably your followers play do the social media thing. I, well, I, I'm old. I'm not only am I old, I'm old school. And so, uh, you know, I yeah, playing the social media game is not really uh, a passion of mine. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. I'm busy playing and performing and I do some writing and, and whatnot. But you have to you have to do that in this day and age, particularly now that I'm in a band that won a Grammy. You know, to, you have to stay on top and let people know what's happening. And that's the way to do it through social media. I've still got a lot to learn about that, this world of that. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but um, in terms of making a living, yeah, I mean, it's it's like everything else. It's networking. You know, it's putting yourself out there, letting people know. And you got to deliver every time. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no like, oh, well, well, there's 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 many jokes in the music business, and one of them is you're only as good as your last gig. So if you didn't, if you had a bad day, that that reputation is going to get around really fast. You know what I mean? Right, totally. And if and if you had a wonderful day, you know that may or may not get around too. You know what I mean? But you know, it's also in this town and in this business, 
uh, it's like a lot of these businesses in the entertainment industry, very competitive. And, you know, you want to surround yourself with people who are supportive and you're supportive of them, even though they might do the same thing that you do. Um, but, you know, but but you'll and, and not surround yourself with people who are going to be, you know, like trying to, you know, pull you down because, you know, yeah. you're, you're their competition. There's, you know, it's a big world. So, you know, you, it's, you got to fight past some things, you know, and you got to fight past a lot of that stuff. But, um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a wonderful community and, you know, I've met and had so many great experiences in the music world. Um, and so every gig is different, you know, like, I mean, the sort of the, the yes, the top paying gigs are going to be the really high end, you know, like movie sessions and, and recording sessions. I'm doing a, a thing next week for this new Henry Mancini documentary. And, um, you know, these kind of gigs are big gigs and they're the best paying gigs. But, yeah. you know, there's all levels of, of, of work and pay. And, you know, you I do. I mean, I've been doing this so long now that, you know, it's kind of like it's automatically weeded out. I don't have to do it anymore. People call me because they know I have a studio or they know I've got this gear or they know I play X instruments or this style of music or whatever. And um, <clears throat> and that's how I get my work. And it's and once in a while, I mean, it might be somebody who's I don't know very well or at all. But generally, it's now it's like I said, it's people that I, I've known because, or they know of me through another connection. And so, um, so the sort of the, the weeding out process of doing gigs that you go like, Oh no. And this dude ripped me off because he, and I didn't get paid for blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that doesn't happen really much to, for me. Um, you know, it still can happen because it's, you know, we're in a business and any, any of these businesses, you know, people get ripped off sometimes. It's the way it goes, but you know, I've, not experiencing that so I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed in that respect but um yeah. but yeah every gig is is different and every and, and every gig pays differently you know what i mean like the batman live thing pays completely different than working on a transformer seven movie you know i mean so um you and yeah, everything you know different. it's yeah and listen you your musicians at the end of the day at least most of my, I would say all of my peers and all the people that I know, I, I, I mean, I could think of a handful of people who, you know, that it's a job. Okay. They show up, they play great. They, they deliver, they kill it and they go home, they collect their paycheck and then they have the rest of their life. But a right. good, good, good about and portion of people that I know is music is our life. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't do anything else. I mean, this is what, I mean, I do other things for enjoyment, but I mean, this yeah. is, this is what I do, you know, and, um, and it's a lifestyle and it's not for everybody. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, look at what you do in the, on like a lot of people that I see in the social media world, that's not, that's not for everybody either. It's not just an easy, Oh, look at me. Look at these beautiful pictures of me on the beach, blah, 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 or at Coachella or wherever. There's a lot of work involved in that, which a exactly. lot of Exactly. You, you know, get it. Yeah. Cause it's like the same thing as music. It's like, yeah, you do music and you like dabble in social media. But for me, it's the reverse. I do social media and I dabble in music. So it's like you have to choose one and focus on it. And then you can do other things to boost it. But yeah. really, you need to focus on one. And it's not going to be easy. It's not like, oh, you listen to a two-minute record. Oh, that must take you two minutes to make. Or like a two-minute video. Oh, that must take you two minutes to make. No, this took like 10 months to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, people don't and get it. Exactly. No, no, people, people don't know. They just look at like the, most people, 
that we experience in the uh, in the world i think you know look at only see the surface of what's happening they don't really know underneath like what's involved like no one knows like let's talk about being a musician right well there's a lot you know i'm not listen at the end of the there's here's another joke in music i'm not getting paid to play i'm getting paid for all the work i've done in my life to get to this point yeah exactly that's why your rate is what it is that's why you do the gigs you do like that's the same for me with social media. It's like, I'm not just going to let you send me some free underwear and you expect me to like do a whole post for you. Like you got to pay me that like, you can't just send me stuff. It's the same thing. It's like, I'm not just going to show up to your show and perform for free just because it's out, out of the goodness of my heart, not to be fucked up. Like part of my friends was like, you know, this is what we do for a living. And, and um, when I met yeah. at, at Kit's event and I was like with Matt B and like star and all those wonderful people, I was like, wow, this MB guy's really legit. Like he's like, I do drums. I do this. And he got up on the stage to perform with Matt. And I was like, okay, this is his job. You know, you meet so many people and they just like, they just like, oh, I like music. You know, that's like the only thing they have to say, you know? <laughs> yeah, <For> well, <laughs> yeah, be like, like, yeah, I like medicine. I think I'm a doctor. <laughs> no. Like, right. Like, it's like, people just don't understand how much work it is and how much effort it is to do what we do in, in our respective industries. And I think that it's like you said, it's like people think that it's just this easy you know, easy breezy, like a way to make money. It's like, oh, it's so fun. You live in California. You get to like make music for a living. It's like they don't see like us living paycheck to paycheck to, at times or like obviously yeah. certain times you make a ton of money. It's like, wow, I can like go on vacation. But it's like other times it's like you're just grinding, 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 you know? Well, that's true with anything. And, and we also live and this has been, you know, uh, a, a scene or situation for a long time in, in any uh, and just the world we live in, everybody looks at the so they look at these big celebs, whether they're an athlete or a musician or an actor or whoever, and they go, "Oh my God, you know, like I want to be, I I want those endorsements that Kobe had, you know, or, or uh, LeBron James, or you know, rest Kobe soul, but you know, yeah. um, but uh, you know, whatever right. they, they they look at like, oh, look how much money that guy makes because blah blah blah, that baseball player or this football player, basketball, whatever, or actor, musician, whoever, they don't understand how much goes into being like to get to that point. You may like that person, you may not like that person, but you got to respect how much energy they put into their craft and their skill to get to where they are. You know, it's that 10,000 hour thing, you know, that, that, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It takes 10,000 hours just to, you, and you still might be a, not be a master of what you do, but you exactly. definitely are going to have some serious chops at it because if you put 10,000 hours into it, that's, that's an insane, do the math, you know, how many years is that? You know, <laughs> so uh, just to, and so, you know, everybody looks at like the surface and go like, oh, I want this. I want that endorsement. I want that money. But they don't want to put in the 10,000 hours to get there. And they don't want to put in the money and the work that it takes to get there, honestly. And like sometimes I think that it's really important to see scammers like there are a lot of scammers everywhere. Right. Who are going to sell you the fast pass. Like, do you know my friend Dale? Yes, Dale Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, Dale Chung, he's he's actually come on my show too. All these people I'm friends with come on the show. We talked about this. It's like there's so many people in acting or like like him and myself and music and all this stuff where it's like you do all the stuff, right? So you want to hire a coach and it's like, oh, I have the fast pass to get you, you know, represented by CAA or I have the fast pass to like get you a starring role on like, for example, Transformers. And these people like capitalize off of people who don't want to put in the work. So you're like paying what, like 200 a week to some coach to tell you like bullshit, feed you bullshit. So you feel like you're, you're like 
going to get a fast pass. And we talked about that on the show. And it's like, there's so many people who are just like scammers like that, you know, who will just capitalize upon the people who don't want to put in the hours. They're like, oh, I can get you on all these playlists, man. Oh, I can, you know, we, we get you this packaging. We get your number one record on Billboard. It's like, you know, those scam things. And it's like, that's just like, I just feel sorry for the, the, the fact that the music industry has become this way. Well, you know, this has been gone on forever and it's, and it's this way. It's not just in the music business. It's, it's with a lot of things, you know? And so people, you know, like, I think the biggest, um, well, I don't know if it's the biggest, but a a disservice that we, we get, we have in, um, in education. Yeah. Because it's, everything's about education, right? Yeah. And so, so there's a there's a lot of things that we people are not or miss or uneducated in in this country i'm talking about from a very young age which is uh you know being real and true to people and being honest about stuff and how that applies to every aspect of your life number one and number two learning about money and handling money people don't know that you know we should be learning that at a very young age yeah, we really should about handling money, about doing a 401k, about all of this stuff regarding what you need to do to save your money to be at the point where you can be in life and you can say, hey, you know, I'm at this point where you have to basically put yourself in the position where you're like, I am going to make this money, but I need to put money away. I need to put it in my Roth IRA. I need to put this money into my you know, savings account. I need to put this money into my right. rent. And like a lot of people don't understand how to do that. Not a lot, most. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. You know, and and so, and I wasn't educated that way. I've had to, I've had to learn, and I'm still learning. You know, right. And, um, All and, our learning, but, like, yeah. Like and and some people, you know, did get that education. Not in, we didn't get it in school, though. I can guarantee you, most people yeah. are not getting this kind of education in school. Most people don't. You know, I, now look, <laughs> I, I'm going to say the word checking account, which is you know, like that's like that's almost like not existed anymore you know for for uh, like a certain generation but yeah. um and so there is there's definitely a big huge vast swath of the of the population who has no clue how to even balance a checkbook you know what i mean yeah. because they don't use a checkbook everything's done on you know uh, you know uh, you know just online or just immediately through your phone or whatever you know yeah. what I mean? And so, so it's just a lot of bad. And, and then look, and then they take in handwriting out. Like you, in some places, you don't even have to learn how to do script writing anymore. What? Like, are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, it's non-existent now in some places. I mean, I'm a 90s kid, so I feel like I'm the last generation that learned, like, cursive. The last generation that learned, like, yeah. how to type on the keyboard, like, an actual class. You know what I mean? Like, that type of stuff where it was, like, very, like... Yeah, that's... It's but, crazy know. to me. Is that, you know, <laughs> yeah. like... So, I, you know, I, I think there's obviously, look, there's plenty enough stuff. We talked about the social media thing. And there's plenty enough stuff on, on this planet and in this world uh, that with technology is here to stay. We have to deal with it and you have to embrace it and you have to find yeah. it, find out how it works for you. But then <clears throat> I think there's plenty still things of the of old of the old school that, um, you know, that you know we have to we have to stay aware of you know like and 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 be on top of as well um but you know it's just hard to you know like now and then now we're also entering into the world of ai which is that's a whole other level and frightening on many levels and very interesting on other levels so you know i don't know it's just crazy it's a crazy time so yeah exactly and i but uh yeah go ahead i think like no you're good i think like 
it's it's really strange because in our society, right? Like I can run a podcast from my house in Malibu. I can call you in LA. We can record this, put this out. People can hear it and become inspired to do something next. And or like I have my song then working on with my friend from Africa, my friend Praise, who's a judge on The Voice. He's literally in his green room at The Voice, uh, the show in Nigeria, like texting me, being like, "I'm working on the new song. Here's the fucking like draft." And he's texting me this from like halfway across the world, <laughs> getting work done. You know, so it's just crazy that we're able I, to do. That. I know, so awesome. Yeah, right. Or it's like you great. know, somebody could send me files and I'll put drum set or percussion tracks or whatever down and send them back to you. We're never in this room together. You know that yeah, that's such down a in the same room, and it's it's just so crazy to think about and like. Even like 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, this probably wouldn't be possible because there was like no Zoom. There wasn't like file sharing like that. And I think the world is changing. And I think it's honestly for the best because, you know, I want to be a mom and I want to be able to like, you know, live in Malibu. I want to be able to purchase a home here, but I don't want to be like always gone and out of the house. And like something that changed that is COVID. And it's like we're able to do this because of COVID mostly. Yeah, 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 I know. Yes. And a lot of things, you know, obviously we know tons of things changed uh, with everything, with the job market, with work, with everything um, and social interaction. You know, that's I think that's the biggest uh, to me and anything I read and in more research that I look at and stuff, just the, the lack um, with technology, the lack of social interaction is, is a problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. And I think that like, yes, it's one thing to like Zoom people, but it's another thing to like actually have real social interaction. And I don't know, I guess I have a lot of issues with that because since I've done Playboy, I've been so busy nonstop with like everything that I do. So it's like almost very difficult to even find time to like meet up with people or meet up with friends or like do things because you're just so busy, like yeah, constantly hustling. Which, you know, so, it, it, you know, to, 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 uh, so I think one of the good things then about a thing like Coachella, even though there's so many people there, um, is you are getting some serious social interaction, you know, with people, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're, you know, standing next to each other all day long, you know, watching music, listening to music. And, and so, you know, there's a, that's a, that's an interaction that you're not going to get a lot of the time, you know, unless you go to an event like that. So there's, that's, that's a great thing for sure. Yeah. I think that's important because, you know, on, um, on a personal level, like we have to write, get, make connections and make new friends and stuff. And I've met so many friends through Coachella. This was my eighth Coachella. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I just, I work so hard so I can afford to do that and afford to go out there and do all this stuff. And, meet new people and have those experiences and I think meeting people is a big key these days because I just think when you're in the industry we're in obviously you'll have lifelong friends but there's a lot of people you're going to lose along the way because they're jealous of what you're doing and I've lost so many friends since doing Playboy since doing all this stuff because people are always very very upset to see that like I you know have a life and I do my thing and they, they don't do it so I yeah, like right, people right. get what I do and they're like oh wow like you're awesome you know well this is what I was saying you know like you're going to find people who are going to be supportive of what you do. And those are the people you want to be around. And there's going to be people who like are extremely jealous of the fact that you have this or that or the other going on. And whether it's how much money you're making or how much, so, how much, you know, social media awareness you're getting, you know, followers you're getting or whatever. There's a whole different levels of all this. And, um, and you don't need those people, you know, like you need to, you want to be around people that that love you and 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 accept you for who you are exactly 
And you, you need know? to get around people who support you. Like, for example, like my mom, I'm so close with her. As you saw, we went to Coachella together and I'm so close with my boyfriend. And it's like, when you're just like in these positions where you have people really close to you who can tell you what they honestly think, that's great. But it's also great to have friends like you or people like at the gym or people, you know, from Coachella or like just people you meet out and about and they like also are in your industry and they can tell you like from an outsider's point of view what they think. And then you can always ask them, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because sometimes people are too close to you to see what's going on because they're with you all the time. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So there, I think it's this whole where we're at now, you know, uh, just with the whole world, the way that it is, is, um, you know, it's it's work. I mean, you know, like it's just adapt adapting to the to a continually changing and new environment you know yeah and like constantly updating you know like what you're doing like i'm starting on all these different modeling sites and like it's so much work to like submit for verification and like do all of like the you know new content and like constantly work with like photographers and be spending so much money on outfits and locations and all this stuff and like i get so caught up in the weeds that i'm like i need the weekends off like i've started just taking the weekends off because like yeah i used to be like oh yeah exactly i used to be like oh i'll take this day off that day off and then i'll I'll work the weekend it's like well what's the point of that like everyone else is relaxing so you just feel bad like you know you need to like take that or like sometimes obviously you'll have stuff to do you'll always have stuff to do right that's gonna be like an issue it's always gonna be something oh this gig on a saturday or this you know event that's fine but i'm just saying like in general don't be like doing your busy work on the weekends like you need time off to just like exist you know yeah right exactly oh yeah yeah you gotta have some downtime you can't it can't really- all be you know like there's such a cliche thing that used to be said years ago, still said you know like hey man it's you know like you have to balance work and play well i mean it's so cliche but it's true you know what i mean because if it's all very- you do is work all the time, you're going to be, you, you might end up being pretty boring, but you're going to be, you're going to get burnt out. And I don't care. I stopped doing point. my movie podcast because I was like, I love seeing movies, right? But that doesn't bring, not that everything's for the money, right? But like, we were talking yeah. about this on my podcast last week. It's like, you know, and everything's not about the money, but if something's not bringing you money and something you just want to do to chill, you shouldn't be worried about streaming it and editing it and, and, you know, posting it. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like you should be yeah. doing it. Oh, just like chilling you shouldn't be worried about like constantly filming stuff constantly being on constantly all of that because you you met me at this event and it was like i was very on like when i'm on i'm on it's like a hustle you know like work yeah. work work and that's just like how it goes and you know that's fine but like you can't constantly be on and constantly be working like that otherwise you're just gonna burn out and be like totally fucked up and you also can't be like so concerned about what other people think of you or be like oh my gosh matt b hired all these drummers and percussionists and and things i why don't i do that i can't afford that why can't i do that like getting jealous or getting caught up in like what you're right. like you know good for him and then i have my playboy or, you know what good for this person then i do this you know you can't always be like comparing yourself or be like focus so much on the grammy or on the oscar or whatever you know well yes i mean and that's 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 the work i mean you know some people you know i mean look jealousy is not a good thing yes and, agreed you, you know but in, look, like I said, you know, we're in a very competitive business. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's it, it, that is the work. I, I won't say for everyone. Some people are just, I think, naturally just like accept things and themselves and the environment and everything in their situations for what they are and move on. But I think the vast majority of people don't. And that's their work.
you know, and not get caught up into that. What I was just saying that, I mean, not because look, just take Facebook, you know, like, you know, you look, you open it up and you go like, well, how come they got that gig? And I, I'm not on that, you know, like, or how come that, yeah, exactly. I know that guy, I, I should have been, you know I mean? That's not healthy and it's not going to serve anything. It's not going to change anything it, that's done. You know what I mean? So you either have to accept it, move past it and it eventually just not even deal with it. You know, think about it, just do your thing. You know what I mean? Yes, but it's, I know exactly what you mean because you get very jealous and you get very like not even on purpose. It's just like, oh, why, why is she at Coachella in the VIP and I'm not? That's not fair. Like a lot of people look at myself and think that way, and it's like, well, that's why I try not to scroll too much or try not to ask people too much yeah. advice because it's just like, oh, do this, do that. You have to pay for this, pay for that. It's just like way too many things going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Way too much going on. Uh, and and exactly, and so you know, like I said, I think that's the. That's the work. I mean, I, I've, I've gone through that, you know, like, and I've, I've like just gone, you know what? I can't do Facebook now. I can't do it, man. Because I just, it's not, it's putting me in a bad place and, um, and I'm letting it do that. And I'm the only way that I know that I cannot let it do that is to just not go on, you know? Yeah. And then, and, and, and then, yeah. And then now I'm back where I, I, I can kind of like, I'll scroll. That's the other thing. This is very time-consuming stuff. I got other stuff I got to do, man. I don't want to be scrolling all day long. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's the other thing is finding a balance in that. You know what I mean? So yeah. You know, I, I mean, I guess I guess. Look, there are some people. Uh, you wonder, like, take a person like The Rock, who's got like what he's got, like millions, of millions, and millions of followers. Uh, you know, and you go like. Does that dude, have, how does he have time to post it? Well, he's got somebody doing this for he's him. Got you know, he's got assistants. He's got a yeah. whole fleet of, you know, people. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, of course, he can pay him. He's a, I think he might at the moment be the highest paid. I love that dude. And I, I think he might be the highest paid uh, actor in uh, Hollywood at the moment. Or at least he was I, a, a couple so years much. ago. And, he's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to meet that guy. Um, and so – you know, yes. So these people have assistance, but if you don't, man, that's a full time gig trying to trying to do what you want to do social media wise. And I, I'm see personally, I got other stuff I got to do if I'm writing music or I'm recording or I'm I've got to you know we live in we live in L.A. Man, you know you spend half your time in your car trying to get to a gig that's going to last like a third of the time it took you to get there. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I moved out of LA. Cause I went to USC. I moved here when I was 18. I really hustled in LA until I was the age I am now 25. So I was there seven years and it's like, yeah, like in those seven years, I got a lot done. I did a lot of big gigs. I had my Viper room residency. I did the Roxy. I did all those shows. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like, what it's like, what is your focus? Like you said, what is your focus? Is your focus, um, to do, you know, these gigs? Is your focus to work on a score? Is your focus to make content? You know, and, and you have to you have to think to yourself, what is my focus? And then make that work based off of that. You can't right. be so worried about like, oh, what is this person, what is that person doing? Because if, if you are so focused on being in the in the mix and you're, you're not even sure what you're doing, what is the point? Right, exactly. So, you know, like I said, you know, it's a, it's a continual journey and a balancing act of, you know, trying to find your, your your way you know your what is it that you who is it that you are and that listen that evolves that changes you know when you're 25 i'm a lot older than that and so yeah. uh you know so um 
you know, my focus is is different now than it was when I was your age. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, you know so you know, it's 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 just evolution. It's the way it goes. And you know, like, and you can't listen. We're also in in, in a town and a society and a and a business that you know is also. To some degree, I mean, about certain things is very ageist. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a certain age, you're cool. If you get to a certain age beyond that, you're not cool anymore. You know, you're, or you're invisible or something. And so yeah. there, there's that, you know, not to mention, you know, color issues and diversity and all that, you know, which we still have problems with in this country, which is unfortunate. But um, I think it's unfortunate that we have any of these issues. You know what I mean? But, uh, and I don't know what the solution is other than people just have to change their awareness or make themselves aware of these issues and problems and try to be a part of the change, you know, yeah. and, and it takes, you know, a conscious, uh, you know, a level of, uh, you know, our, our con- certain consciousness to, to even do that, you know what I mean? So, and work, it's in a certain amount of work, you know? Um, yeah. It really, but, um, like, but, I would love to ask you, like, where are you from originally? Like, how did you get to this point now that we have heard about everything else you've done? Um, well, I'm, I'm from Salisbury, Maryland, originally. Wait, what? I'm is... from Bethesda. Wait, I did not know you're from Maryland. Yeah, yeah. I'm from, well, you know, the Eastern Shore, Ocean City, Maryland. Real one, the, baby. The original Sin City, baby. <laughs> yes! That's where I spent every year of high school. So, oh, my God. Uh, that's crazy. You know, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Every year, every summer of high school, I, <laughs> I was not every year. That's um, awesome. But every summer, and uh, yeah, and then I I went to school in Baltimore, high school, uh, um, and then then I quit yeah. there, moved back home, traveled some, went to Germany and traveled a couple months, and then eventually went to school in uh, South Jersey at a place called Glassboro State, which is now Rowan University, huge university now. Um, yeah. and, and then I was out of school for a year, moved to California, went to California Institute of the Arts and did my master's work and where I studied drums as well, not drum set because I didn't have that program there then, but, uh, I got into ethnic music. I studied tabla and African, um, specifically the Ghanaian and, um, Awey tribe, uh, drumming. <clears throat> and wow. I studied in, uh, in, I played in the Indonesian, uh, the, the, the Javanese and the Balinese gamelons there. Whoa. So that was a life, every little step was kind of life changing. And then, and then I just, at the, at that point, you know, like I didn't, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't even aware of the fact, I mean, sure. You'd see a TV show or you hear whatever music you heard or see a movie or whatever, but I never crossed my mind that you'd make a living doing that. You know what I mean? Right. Playing music. And, that, and that's totally foreign to us, like growing up because like you said, like they don't teach you how to do your taxes in school. They also don't teach you how to like, oh, you can do these different careers. Like they never taught us that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I knew like, you know, bands. I wanted to be in, this is ironic too. Like at the beginning of, you know, high school, like I wanted to be in a, you know, I wanted to be in a band. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, that winning a, a Grammy necessarily was on my, you know, bucket list because it, it wasn't part of my reality. It didn't even mean anything. Right. I wanted to be in a band. So like, all these years later, I'll say, not the, whatever. It's sort of, at, it's sort of at the back end of my career. You know, I have less less years left than I do moving forward. But, um, um, but anyway, on this on the back side of things, I'm going like, now I'm in a band that won a Grammy. It's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, but I 
I grew up listening to the bands, listening to these artists and, and studying that music that way from listening to, well, I mean, I studied music officially too, formally. Yeah. But, um, but I, I would go like, oh, who's the drummer on this band? Who's the player? Who's the keyboard player? You know, like, and, and I wanted to be like that kind of work. I didn't know about, you know, the fact that you could make a living doing, you know, movie. And then guess what? All of a sudden, you know, within the past however many years it's been now, video game music. I mean, that was not existent when I grew yeah. up. That wasn't, even, that wasn't even a thing, you know? So, so all of a sudden, you know, and when I went to CalArts, that's where I really became aware of all these new, like world, not just the types of music, like world, the different types of world music and all that, but, but also the fact that you could go like, wait a minute, you mean you could make a living? You could play in the studios and, and play on movie soundtracks and TV shows, scores and stuff like that. It's like, wow, okay. That, I mean, I kind of knew it before I came to California, but then it became a very big reality and it became my life, you know, at some point. So, yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of like a the Reader's Digest version of, of like what I've done. But then, and, and like I said, everything at that point, you know, once I left CalArts, moved into town, um, started, in, then it's the massive, 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 uh, you know, work of networking. Um, and you take every gig you could take, you, put your you get to you just make yourself visible and of course you got to deliver you got to play well you know what i mean it's you not something you can hide behind why people aren't gonna hire you it's like with my <clears throat> you're not gonna pay 20 dollars a month and then buy custom photo shoots from me if you think i suck or i don't have new outfits or i don't have good poses it's the same thing with music. it's like why would anyone pay to come see you perform if you don't put out a good show right exactly right so you know so it's it, like I said, it's, it's been a wonderful journey. It's been, it's, it's great and it's continues to be so, but like I said, it's, everything's different now. Let's like this. I, I, I don't not want to get be a bummer, but the sad reality is that's what I came into. Um, now yeah. with the fact that, you know, there's so much recording for this kind of work that I was talking about that's now gone to London and Prague and Bratislava and Vienna and uh, 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 Australia and a few other places. Um, so now there's less of that work happening in L.A. and New York because there's so many musicians and there's so many ways to record around the world. And, you know, and it's, and it's cheaper for these production companies to do that. In the ideal world, yeah, everything would be union and everything would be like high end and we'd be doing it all here in New York. But yep. it's, but production companies don't think that way, unfortunately. And it, the, to them, the bottom line is, is how much money they can save because they don't want to pay back end. We get a thing called special payments on, on a lot of this work. And um, it's a secondary market uh, fund that like say once a movie's been out for a couple of years and then that movie gets sold to like either, you know, like another market like airplanes or other markets around the world, or it shows again on some, some you know, HBO or some, some other sh network um, then, and they have to pay rights to that. Residuals and as well. As, yeah. And so as the, as the movie makes money in those markets, that there's a very small percentage, but there's a percentage that that gets split up between a lot of people, including the producers and direct and all those people who have their hands in the pie, as well as musicians. And so it's a wonderful thing. But these companies are going like, well, we don't want to pay that to these people anymore. So uh, or the musicians anyway. 
So, so they go, oh, well, then we don't have to do it union and we'll go to London because London doesn't have that agreement. Yeah. Right? So these, so, so anyway, business has changed. And so here we are again in this whole concept that I talked about of like, well, it's different now. So what are we, what are you going to do? Stop playing music? No, I, you yeah. have to morph. You have to, like, I have a studio here at my house where I do a lot of work for people, you know? And like I said, I've now moved into, well, at least sort of partially, whatever, in some, in some projects with this whole new family of people that I've met through the Grammy Foundation, you know, through Neris. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's, you just, it's business, man. You know, at the end of the day, it's a business and you have to figure out how to make it work for you. And I'm not saying it's easy and it's definitely not for everybody, but um, if you're going to survive just in what you do or anybody as a freelance uh, artist of any kind, yeah. you have to find, a, you have to, you just have to constantly be finding ways to make what it is that you do work for you. Exactly. And it's, and I don't, really I can't big, necessarily, it was a rhyme or reason. What, I'm sorry, what's that? Oh, wait, you, you keep talking. Sorry. I was saying it's a big struggle sometimes for that. Oh, absolutely. And I, I can't say that, it, like I said, it's, it's not necessarily easy and it's different for everyone. And like what works for me, you know, so, yeah, I've had to when I do clinics and workshops and when, you know, I'll get questions sometimes and people will go like, well, oh man, how, so how did you, how, how did you get to where you are? How did you have the career that you had? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going like, to be honest with you, I mean, uh, it's, it's a combination of a ton of things. It's not just one thing, you know, it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's like I said, it's a continual journey too. You know, I, I listen, I put myself into some situations where I, I probably wasn't, this is early in my career, wasn't really technically qualified to do, but because young and stupid, I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can, I can play on that thing. I can cut that. And then you get into it and you go like, oh shoot, uh, I might be a little over my head. So, um, but you find a way to get around, you know, like, and yeah, that's, that's the way you grow to happen. Yeah. And so, like I said, I've been very lucky. I mean, I've, you know, I've been, I've been chewed out before I've been, you know, I've been not rehired on something. And, and I think that's true with most people I know. Um, um, and certainly composers. Oh my God. You know, there, there's, here, here's one more joke, you know, like in, in, the, in that world uh, with composers anyway, like very famous composer, Alan Silvestri, among others have said this too, has, has said, uh, well, man, if you haven't gotten fired off of at least one gig, your career is kind of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> something, something to that degree. Even so, you know, me, I've been fired from so many places, working in production, working in music. And you have to understand, like, sometimes you got to get fired to see like what you did wrong versus like what other people did wrong versus like what environments for you versus what's not and you just have to start understanding because there's a lot of times when it's like you're going to be fired because you didn't put in the best work or you're going to be fired because you know it's not the place for you and you have to know like when it's time to quit sometimes like sometimes sometimes like yes being a winner is all about working hard and like you said about the rock like constantly doing new shit like constantly hustling but like at a certain point you also have to be like look you have to know when it's time to throw in the towel for something so you can just make room for other things Exactly. And now, you know, um, like I said, all this, these years later, um, having done what I've been doing for as long as I have been, um, now I know, right. like, you know, like, if, when I get hired for something, if I get hired for something, and it doesn't usually happen like this anymore, but it, 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 may, it may, you know, um, and I go like, mm, I don't know that I'm the right person for this job, you know, and be willing to say no, and be honest about it. You know what I mean? 
because yeah. otherwise Be with yourself about it yeah because i know that if if let's say okay look i play a I, look you haven't been to my studio yet but i have a ton of percussion gear i have a, a zillion drum sets i've got i've got all just a massive collection of percussion instruments that i play and it's yep. and, and it's a lot of instruments but you know certainly i'm stronger in some areas than others and like and i would say like for example i have i own i have two beautiful vibraphones but i like if you want somebody to come play jazz vibes i'm not the guy i mean i can do it to a level that i like it's oh this is kind of fun i'm sitting in my studio doing my thing but no to show up and go like oh i have to play a jazz vibraphone part on some playing chords and, you know, comp and melody and chords. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not the right guy for that. And so I will recommend then somebody who I know is going to come in and kill it, you know, because I'm going to put myself in that position. I, hence you're as the high, as the employer are probably not going to be happy with my performance if I'm not going to be happy with it. So I don't want to put myself in that position. I don't need the stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? perform a lot and like for me it's like it's per person but like for you for example no offense but you don't have to do all the marketing and all like the coordinating everything you're hired and you come when it's like someone else's gig for me it was like i am the rapper right so i'm hiring the dj i'm hiring the guitarist i'm hiring the drums i'm in charge of the promotion i'm in charge of the styling i'm in charge of paying all these people and the photographer and video people i'm in charge of handling the cd promoter people you know what i'm saying like and it just becomes to this point where like the person who's headlining or the person who's like in charge makes like no money it's like i'm actually losing money doing it you know what i mean yeah right so it's like like ideal to do what you do because not to take away from what you do you work your ass off like you fucking kill it man like i see you every day on instagram promoting a new gig but it's like for you it's feasible because you're the one like coming and providing your services for me for performing it's like sometimes again like i said you have to know when to throw in the towel i mean i spent a long time trying to headline coachella not headline perform at coachella i'm like using the wrong words uh perform at coachella even daytime or or do anything like that and i realized like oh my gosh the stuff i would have to do to be able to do that would mean i have to give everything else up and like get another day job to be able to afford to do it you know what i mean yeah right and sometimes you have to understand like what's best for you and what you need to do and that's that's how i kind of fell into playboy and modeling and podcasting because it's like well that's stuff i can control and i can do it myself and i don't have to pay someone yeah right exactly you know but like you you have to hustle and you have to put in your effort and you have to do what you can do and like i think that it's great that you perform so much i think that people like you should like really capitalize upon that because you have that skill set and like for me i'm such an entertainer and i'm so great on stage i love performing but it's just so hard that i had to like say no to a lot of stuff recently because it's just it's so frustrating to be in that position where you're paying all this money yeah 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 right yeah it's and particularly hey listen and particularly when you are having it's one thing doing a bunch of work, but it's another thing having to pay a lot of money to, you know, get this and that and the other thing, you know what I mean? To exactly. get to where you need to get. And if it's, if it's part of your business and look, I mean, I have to invest in instruments or gear for my studio or whatever. Yeah. That's a business expense. You have to do that. But in terms of like invest or like, you know, not to your level, but to degree, but I, you know, I have to get photos done and stuff and not like I said, to, to the level of what you're doing, but but I do do need updated shots. I need some instrument shots. I need studio shots. I need headshots of me, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so again, it's a business expense. But for example, we'll back up here. So right after, just before we, you know, went into this Grammy thing back in 2019. Um, when So we did the campaign all the way up to the end of 2018. You know, Grammys are voting and everything. So we did all that work. And then it was like, 
we came to the situation. This is just before voting was closing. Final voting was closing. So yeah. it was like the first, first week of January of 2019. And um, we was like, hey, we, we need to get a manager. And I'm going, why? To do what? We, the Grammys are in February. We don't have any gigs planned. And what do we need a manager for? Because like we just did all the camp, we just did all the work ourselves. You just did all the work camp- yourself, exactly. And so here we go. We sign up. We sign this manager for two thousand dollars a month. <gasps> no, you should yeah. never be paying a manager. What the fuck? That's no, he- yeah, tell me about it. I was not happy about it, but anyway, I had to learn. We all had to learn. Um, and so. And, uh, and 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 in this guy, I didn't like this guy from the beginning, and uh, names will remain nameless. But uh, I did. I wasn't into this, and and I was against it. But what am I going to do? Quit the band after I just <laughs> we just got a Grammy nomination? So I had to like grin and bear this, you know, like. And so, um, yeah. and then we had then it was like, oh no, we, we then he had the suggestion. Well, you you we need PR. We need a good PR person. Well, you can pay on Grammy Day somebody you know seven or eight hundred bucks to get you down the red carpet and get you FaceTime with all the, you know, the shows that, that are lined up there ready to, and, and, and do their gig that way. Right. No, yep. we have to sign a freaking uh, PR person for $3,500 a month. That's it crazy. was, it was insane. And so why did you have to hire the PR person? What's that? Why did you have to hire the PR person? Well, it's just because we didn't have to, and I didn't want to, but it's like, and here again, it, but they felt like it was going to be necessary to, to, you know, up our game, you know, like, but it, let's get real here. I'm, this is a, well, I wouldn't call us a new age band, but we are a new, we won the new age Grammy. So for that, we're a new age group, right? Well, so yeah. where, so after six months, these were six months agreements, we're talking close to 40 grand we, we will have spent. Yeah. Where are we recouping that money? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to look at like, and most business people I know, these friends of mine who are big wig business people, you know, all over the city and world for that matter. But they, they look at me like, dude, are you smoking crack? What is the matter with you? And I'm like, look, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not into this, but like, I can't, I can't fight this. It's either that or, or not be a part of this, this group. Yeah, and, and, and so, you're, you're in charge of them and you're with yeah. them. So it's like, so, okay, I have to go along. So what we did was we dropped, she was cool. We dropped the PR person after three months and we ended up dropping the manager after five, even, even though he basically ripped us off. And so here, lesson learned, you know what I mean? So we won't go down that route again. I won't. And I don't think any of us will. Now, not only can we not afford that, but then, but it's, it's unnecessary at this point in time. Yeah, and I had a manager who literally, I've had two managers in the past, and one literally got my Instagram account that was at 250,000 followers banned in 2018, so that was great, and because he wanted me to make these crazy, insane videos that were against the community guidelines, like, no, just post them, it'll get you views, and it was like, that got me banned, and then he was telling me to do all this stuff on this MTV show I was on that got me in really big problems, and, like, got me into a fucking lawsuit, and then literally, but that ended up fine, it was okay, I, like, I I told him, like, get away from me, you can't work with me anymore, all this stuff, you know, basically, like, you know how it goes, like, like, we're done, whatever, and then this other manager came into my life when I was doing a ton of shows at, like, The Mint and The Dime and all this stuff, and he was like, oh, like, I can help you get, like, all these other gigs, and, like, I can help you get all these opportunities and all this stuff. But like, it was all fake. It was like, he just claimed he knew all these people and he, he knew how to do all this stuff. And he didn't charge me up front. But like when, when I told him like, look, like this is not working out. Like you are literally just like 
not helping me at all. I'm doing all the work and you're getting 20% of my stuff. He was like, pay me $50,000, then I'll leave you alone. And I was like, I don't have $50,000. Oh, so yeah, then see. I had, yeah, so then I had, um, you, I think you know my music lawyer, Rachel Stillwell. Do you know her? I know the name. I don't know that. She's, I, know. She's like, I might have met her, but. The Grammys and all that. And um, yeah. she basically said to him, like, look, we'll give you $2,000 and you leave her alone. And I was like, I don't even want to give him $2,000. She's like, well, this is the only way to get him to go away. So I gave him two k and I was like, get away from me. You know, you know what I mean? Like, just like, stop interacting with me, please. Like, this is not okay. You know, you're, you're stealing from me, basically. And that management situation ended. So it was like, okay, thank God. Right? I got out of those two. And since then, I've been managing myself. And, like, all these people always pitch me, oh, it's only 3000 a month for this PR. And then oh, yeah, forget no, this management no. or this stuff and this stuff. And it's like, honestly, like, go fuck yourself. Like, I not to be rude, but it's like, at the end of the day, these people are just scammers. And, like, actually, someone I know who I'm friendly with was like, oh, I know how to get you, like, PR I know how to get you like number one on billboard and it's like oh it's only seven thousand a month it's like I can't afford that first of all and second of all if I keep asking you to show me examples of when you've done it and you can't show me you're a scammer you know what I mean exactly, exactly. and it's like that it just basically is a long-winded way to say you know it's really effed up in this industry there are so many people who take so so horrible advantage of you just because they promise you what you want to hear yeah yep that's the way like, it goes man yeah I want to be number one billboard yeah i want to have an article in people magazine yeah you can give yourself this fantasy where you're like pretending if you pay the person the money you're gonna get this but really in reality you're just giving them money and they're gonna go on a shopping spree at fucking prada <laughs> <laughs> right and and it's just again you know it's all it's like it's the learning experience and some this is a price that in this case you had to pay we had to pay you know what i mean yeah we but all have to pay the lesson learned not gonna happen again so exactly um, if you're and, smart and you lesson, right that's the key and that's and that's the thing, you know, so you just have to you just have to be so like I advise a lot of people like when I do clinics and workshops and, you know, I do these composer seminars and stuff showing them percussion and I'll get into like all these subjects about, you know, the so that, yeah, like I said before, they ask a bunch of questions about how I did this and blah, 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 blah. And, I, and, then, I, and then I get into like, you know, <laughs> my life according to MB Gordy, God forbid. But anyway, uh, and one of the things that I tell now, this is composers, but I would say this to anybody who's um, uh, uh, self-employed and, uh, you know, and a freelance artist like yourself or anybody, we, a good portion of people we know, which is, number one, take at least one or a, a year or a couple, whatever, business classes, business law classes, so that you understand contracts to some degree until you have somebody who can read a contract for you and, and, and better and, and you pay them to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's one thing. And then the other thing is definitely take some psychology classes because you're dealing with a lot of effed up people in the world and in this, these businesses, the entertainment business, whether it's music, <laughs> you know, film, any, 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 and all of this. And, uh, and, and you are going to have to know how to deal with people and deal with situations just like what we're talking about, which is when, you know, when you are in a position of like, you know, like you show up to your shoot or in our case, let's say we're showing up to a live gig and you're getting vibed by people. Like people, listen, we're all, everybody's human. So how do you deal with that? Do you take that personally? You, you can't. But so you have to learn, how, you have to know how to deflect and you know how to have to bring people together. There's all these psychological, these social situations that we can be in that uh, can go south if you don't have the tools to deal with it. Yeah. Or and like, so, for example, 
this person, I don't want to bring up their name, but they do know my friend Matt B. Um, he actually, Matt B actually mentors this person. And so I was like, I really was tempted to say to Matt, you know what, man? Because he's my good friend. You know what, man? This guy's scamming. You should really call him out. But you know what I said to myself? MV, I said, you know what? If this guy wants to scam, he'll just scam someone else. Just let it be and just say, thanks for your time. You know, I appreciate your advice. You know, it's better to do that than always like, worry about other people and then throw your own name under the bus or, or do something you know that you right. don't do if you don't need to do it and you don't need to put yourself in that position and you can save face and i think that that really circles back to what you said about psychology you know when you're when you're friendly with people like i'm friends with all of the people we've mentioned so far and many more you know you have to put yourself in the position where you are able to say no in a very polite way and you're able to to uh de- politely decline services and be able to um, manage right. situations without like you know honestly burning a bridge right exactly and I, so you know yeah it's just you know i think it again it's 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 just it's all these see a lot of people all these kind of things we're talking about if you have your nine to five gig you know and your you, you know what whatever the job may be you're not having to deal with all this stuff we're talking about which yeah. is fine for a lot of people and most people because First of all, they don't want to have to deal with it. You know, we're forced to because we, hey, we can only blame ourselves if you want to talk about something to that degree. We put yeah. ourselves in this situation. This is what we chose. So, yeah. you know, we got to take advantage and find tools that live in this world the way it is, you know, and that's, and, and so that's it, you know, Other, otherwise, you know, somebody's like, hey, man, I'm happy with my like nine to five, whether it's a big wig gig, you know, wherever, or your my, and my, say my kid's case, my daughter is starting med school in the, in the summer and she wants to go to, she, you know, she wants to be a doctor. My son's doing a whole different thing with finance and, 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 and corporate, uh, um, uh, what, what do you call it? business um, um, consulting. So, um, and so, uh, you know, whether they're stay doing that their entire lives, I don't know, but they don't what it is right now and that's that's working for everybody so um, exactly and like that's that's great that like you have your two kids and they, they do their thing and like I have two siblings and my parents are so supportive of all of us you know my sister's becoming um she wants to become a, a dermatologist but not not a dermatologist what's it called it's like this cancer sur- surgeon version of that it's um oncologist oncologist yeah, it's it's something to do with like skin cancer surgery. Oh, okay. oh most surgeon, most surgeon. She wants to become that. She's in college for that right now. And oh, then my okay. brother wants to do writing for video games. And then I'm out here doing, you know, everything under the sun with entertainment. And, you know, it's important for parents to support their kids with that. I'm like, I want to be able to support my kids on that too and be like, hey, like you do what you want to do. And yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to understand there's different pe- different paths for different people in life. And a lot of people, I think these days understand that. And it's much more acceptable now because it's like everything is online and everything is marketed and everything is you know, promoted online with different careers. So everyone can understand, oh, like, this is what she's doing. Got it. And I think that's important. And um, especially when it comes to like what you're saying, you know, not everyone's going to deal with what we have to deal with, which is like dealing with, you know, these, these people and handling all of our own promotions and doing all of the stuff ourselves. And it's a big, it's a big risk and a big job that we take on. And it's a lot of work and we have to all support each other and keep hustling. Right. Exactly. In, indeed. <laughs> yeah, for real. And that's that being it. said, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, hit me up or vice versa. You know, I, I always know that you've got my back and you're a great mentor to me and you're just a good person overall and be like, you're a real ass person. You're not one of these fake people who, you know, well, when I first met you at the event that we were at for the music, 
the global music you were just like oh like what's your name we start talking we get photos like we're talking with dale all this stuff like you're not just like oh who's this new person like i, I don't want to talk to them it's like you have to see each person as, as someone who you could connect with and who knows what you guys could do together you know right exactly yeah, yeah. and that's what i said that's what <clears throat> ultimately that i think that's the beautiful thing because you know most of my friends i have plenty of friends who aren't in the music industry but we have i certainly have a lot more friends who are and uh it's all because of the work that i've done over the over all these years you know what i mean and education yeah. too schooling and like my my uh <laughs> not mine but the, the the school I the graduate school I went to California Institute of the Arts up at Valencia their their fiftieth anniversary is this um, coming not this weekend but in two weekends and oh, so exciting. yeah it's gonna be cool uh, you know I get to reconnect with you know a bunch of dear friends from years ago you know like when I was there <clears throat> and it'll be it'll be great and like I said these these friendships go way back and then my dearest one of my dearest closest friends is a guy that I went to. Um, undergraduate school with and he lives in new york and uh and then i still have a bunch of very close friends from high school you know who live in florida now so, so it's you know the, the life is life and it just you know it's it's, it's a wonderful journey man you know like it just you just got to be grateful every day and there's there's some work too is, is to be in that space i don't know that it's possible to be honest with you humanly possible to be grateful every day but that's the work and i'm trying to be <laughs> so. yeah same here we have to really um accept ourselves and work hard and you know i wish i could say the same that i have so many friends from high school you know once i did playboy and recording academy i lost all those people man because they're all like you know typical maryland people who are just jealous they never got out of maryland you know they just live in baltimore or whatever they don't have you know which is fine but I, I just find it sad because I, I had so many great friends and there were so many people who just became so jealous and so embittered with what I did. With my oh, life. that's, that's too bad. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, you should, you should take the, the, I've always liked those people. So I was like, why don't you take the chance with your life and do something like, it's like, Oh, I have the, I work at the accounting firm. I have a real job. It's like, okay, I have a real job too. It's probably 10 times the work of your job. You know what I mean? It's like, we need to start respecting artists and stop, stop shaming them for doing what they need to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. So, friends out here and I'm so lucky to live in Malibu and live in this whole area and be you know able to be in LA be able to be in you know um, by the beach be able to to work from home and everything I do and it, I'm just so grateful like you said I just try to spend every day being grateful you know it's a very crazy balance of working hard and then also enjoying yourself but it's it'll be worth it you know and, and being able to do all of this and, and putting ourselves in these positions because right. at the end of the day you know like you die and all you have is yourself and like knowing what you did with your life. So you need to take advantage and, and do your best. That's right. That's all you have, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and also at the end of the day, it's not about how much money you made or anything else, even though, you know, again, we live in a, a world and a society and a city and a town uh, that that seems to be super, super important to most and or a lot of people. Um, but it's, and it, it is. I mean, it takes money to live, but it's not the only thing, you know. I mean, it's yeah. it, 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 it's the it's the relationships you make, you know, and and what you've what kind of what you've created, and what you're giving back ultimately. Yeah, like you can find to survive, right? But it's not like you need to, you know, hoard money or be this person who's like extremely wealthy, over the top, and have all these homes. Like my goal is to be, you know, own my own home and make my content and be able to live off of that. And I'm actually producing. Um, a fairly large animated series right now that we're attempting to sell to Disney and cool. so talking to other um, companies as well. But, you know, it's like awesome. if you're doing that type of thing. You need to be 
on it and you need to be like, I want to be able to live off of this content. You know, I will take as many years as it takes to sell this show. I will do whatever it takes to do it. And you have to make a lot of sacrifices, man. And it's like, ultimately, I want to be able to live off of that and be able to make that my bread and butter. And that's that's a lot of work and that's a lot of commitment. And you got to understand when you're going in that they're not everyone can come with you. You know, like a Ferrari has two seats and a bus has 50. Like, which one would you rather be in? You know, you feel <laughs> yeah, me? <right. laughs> that's how we do it. And, and you, at the end of the day, you just got to keep going and do what you know is right for you. And I think that that's a really, really great advice you gave about, you know, it's not about money because. Look at the people like um, even our friend Matt V, you know, he owns a great home. He has a wife and three kids and he's using his money to generate more music to inspire more people. And that's that's a lot of the stuff we talked about on our episode. And it's like just the yeah. fact that we can all be doing that and, you know, still purchase a home off of our music and be able to funnel that into investments and homes and property and, you know, um, assets is just impressive. And you should just be focused on that. Don't focus on like what other people are doing or what you could be spending your money on, just try to focus on yourself and do what you can. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that that's it. Man. I think that's great. And um, if you want to end the show with any advice, I'd love if you could give everyone like one piece of advice that you would give your younger self. I love to do that. Well, I, I think I, I kind of touched on it. You know, it's like, first of all, you know, like if whatever it is you're going to do that you decide that you want to do with your, at least at this point in your life, you know, then, and that, and again, that could, that could morph and change in five to 10 or 20 years, but whatever it is at any given phase is like, you have to dive in and you got to give it a hundred percent. There's no, yeah. it's not halfway. You can't, you, there's no BS going on. You can't, you, you're only BSing yourself. You're not fooling anybody else. If you're not, if you're not, if you're, if you're not in a hundred percent. Yeah. And like, and, that's so true. So that, and then these other couple of things I talked about, like if you are a freelance person, uh, take some business classes, take some, some psychology classes. If you haven't done so already in, if you, if you didn't go to college, if you did, then you might've already gotten some of these classes. Um, uh, and, but I know that in the music business, uh, you know, I mean, I had to take a psychology class, for example, at least a couple when I was in, in undergraduate school. <clears throat> but in graduate school at CalArts, it wasn't required. And I got no business classes, none. And wow. I think that is a bad mistake for anybody going into anything freelance. So uh, I, I, I would have done that differently had I known. And, and again, it, since it's not offered, this is not information that you're going to have to go create. It. You're going to have to search it out and take care of it, whether it's online or you know, there's classes offered everywhere and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? So embrace it and do it. It'd be like yeah, learning a language. You know what I mean? Everything. And that, all that, well, there, there's another thing. Learn a, learn a second language. Absolutely learn a second language. Yes. I Good. know people will go like, well, what does that have to do with anything? And I'll go like, that's to do with a lot. <laughs> First of all, it's a good brain. Especially here, Spanish. I'm fluent in Spanish and English, yeah, so it's important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's good for your brain, number one. And number two, uh, you know, it's good for traveling around the world. Yeah. So th those are those would be my uh, my go to <laughs> little advices. <laughs> that is really for the advice, though, for real, like I'm be like, you're, you're real on it. And I would piggyback off of that and say my my advice for this episode would be just like you said, you know, take classes, learn, you know, take it in everything you can, like do as much as you 
and understand as much as you can. And I would also say, take advantage of YouTube University. You know, you can go on YouTube yeah, or you absolutely. can go on Instagram and scroll and see, oh, this girl models for Playboy. Oh, Playboy's accepting new models. Oh, here's, you know, go to this page. Oh, this is the type of photos they want. Oh, okay. And then hire this person. Then submit here. You know, it's like just understanding like and using online to, to, to leverage yourself. Like that's how I did Playboy. That's how I did Record Academy. That's how I moved to Malibu. You know, you think things aren't possible, but if you actually just take about, you know, two hours out of your day to just go on your computer and understand what's going on, you could just have a whole world of difference and end the year making thousands or tens of thousands of dollars more, just understanding and putting in that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, that's being 25, for- most people my age don't do that. You know, you have kids, you see that your kids are motivated based on what you said. Your kids are really motivated. I know if they're your kids, they're on top of their shit. And it's like, most yeah. kids aren't these days, you know, it's like, everyone's like, I, I expect everything to be handed to me, do this for me, do that for me. Like that's how people are to their parents now. And it's like, that's not okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, well, you know, and that's, I mean, I mean, maybe there's one other thing that uh, advice I could give and, and I wouldn't necessarily, I'm not sure how it's going to be different for everybody, but you at some point in your life have to understand and, and learn what discipline is so that yeah. you can, because if you don't learn that, whenever, it's different for different people. I don't think I under, really understood what the word discipline even meant until I was about 20. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because if you don't have some discipline in your life, then I don't know how much you can really accomplish yeah if you don't really like actually have some discipline and like like how i do for example you know go to the gym three or four times a week you know film these videos do this social media management do run this podcast and drop every friday you know constantly looking for new outfits and new new trends and new things you know you're just going to get behind and you're going to be one day look up from you know your bullshit and say wow you know i really could have been something if i just every week dedicated that time to do each thing or like always work on one you know even if it's even if it's something small like i want to do one record a year or like i want to do you know um one photo shoot a month you know even if it's very Mm -hmm. small just stay disciplined stay accountable to yourself because it's so easy to let things fall to the wayside for real absolutely and uh so yeah so that that would be it (laughs) wow you're you're so cool mb and you have so much great advice for everyone and like i'm just so grateful you came on the show you know you are like literally an icon and a legend and you're so talented and i just hope that everything works out for you you get more grammys i mean it's all right i don't have (laughs) but i mean even more well, I've, I've got I've got one, and I've got some some Grammy certificates from some different records I've played on, so that's cool, you know. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens with the new Opium Moon record. And uh, like I said, hey, uh, if you're free tonight and feel like venturing into the valley, uh, come on out to my gig. If I have time, I'll be there. I'll definitely text yeah. you if I'm able to do it. I can't promise anything because I have a lot to do today. But no um, worries, I understand. Like, text me the next one because I love to plan in advance and get you know what I mean get um get it on my schedule yeah I, d- I definitely will and i'll let you know about sangeeta's show coming up in july and oh, you know, i would love to be there and i can bring yeah. my boyfriend you would love him he's in music as well he helps write a lot of my records oh okay i'd love to meet him yeah maybe we can get together here at my studio sometime oh fuck yeah he he does a lot of different instruments so you would really like him i think and um yeah i mean it's just great to have you on the show and it's so generous to always have you inviting me to your events i would love to come to the next one tonight i don't think i can swing it but next okay. event definitely be there it's so it's so sweet of you and um 
you know, I just think it's great because you have so much going on for yourself. And I think that more people need to see someone like your age, like having s- achieved success and just giving real advice. Cause you see people like at the top, like Jay-Z being like, you know, just work hard and do your thing. And it's like, well, that's not really advice. Like you're Jay-Z, you know what I mean? Like you just say motivational <laughs> quotes, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. And yeah. Really it's easy get... for you to say you billionaire. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, just like be successful and do things. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like you just actually give like tangible advice of like what you could do today to like work on something. And I think that honestly, you should be a teacher if you could. Like my lawyer teaches adjunct at um, LMU. And I think it's so impressive when people have I, had so much success and then they just transfer into teaching and, and helping. I, I actually did for a bit. I, I taught oh, really? for a bunch of, yeah, yeah, for a bunch of years going back. So from like 2000, let me think, six, this was after I got off the road, it was a little later after I got off, after I stopped playing with the Doobie Brothers. Um, wow. I was te- I was teaching down at, uh, for like five, I've, I've lost track now. Anyway, a bunch of years at a junior college down at, at Harbor College down in Wilmington, you know, near San Pedro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then um, for for five years, the next thing I taught at um, La Sierra University out in Riverside. So um, so I, I did that for for a few years, and uh, I love teaching. I mean, I love it. What, what? But I particularly love teaching though when it's when you're working with people who actually care about what they're there for. Yeah, who want to learn? Like I have so yeah. many teachers who like. I guess other people in my class found it inappropriate and they said something to the school, but like some of my teachers want to like grab drinks and like come to my shows and stuff and like really get to know me better. Cause I'm, you know, very mature for my age. Like ever since I was 18, I'm always just like working full time while I'm in school. So it's like, people were like, Oh, that's weird. But I was like, I don't find that weird. Like, I feel like you should be friends with your teachers and like actually try to learn things from them and not just like sit in class and be like, Oh, school, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Right. Aren't you in school to learn something and do something with your life and not just complain hey. and not have, <laughs> it, you know? Exactly. I think I I really used USC to my advantage in that way. And I think that it's important to be like in that position where you're using the resources that your parents paid for, that you paid for, whatever situation it is to actually like move yourself forward and not just be like, oh, like go to school, sit down, do the class and leave. Like that's not really the point of school. Right. Exactly. And I don't think people get that. (laughs) Right. Well, listen, Amanda, this has been wonderful. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you for coming on. And um, before you go real quick, please plug your social media so everyone can follow you. Okay. So my website is just that, www.mbgordy.com. I am on, it's at at mbgordy on Facebook, at mbgordy on Instagram. And it would be the same for LinkedIn. I'm mbgordy on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, everyone go follow him. And go check him out. He's so awesome. It's great to talk to you, MB. And um, good luck at your gig tonight. And I will be at the next one. Text me, literally. I'm not faking. Uh, I'll be there. If you can text uh, like a week in advance, I can put it in our calendar. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. I look forward to meeting your boyfriend, too. Awesome. Can't wait. Bye. Hey, bye-bye. Have a great day. Thanks, Amanda. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.